Hey, this is Rick for Bite Size Pickleball, and please think about rating and reviewing this podcast once you're through listening. It'll help me out a lot. Today, I'm going to discuss why we tend to choke, and it has a lot to do with the perception of how we look in another person's eyes, the fear of embarrassment, and it's one of the main reasons we choke on the pickleball court. We need to go beyond the fear of embarrassment and worrying about what others think of us. That's the key here. We need to embrace the challenge. Michael Jordan, remember him? Michael Jordan said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. Because MJ had the courage to fail in order to eventually succeed. To this, I say to you, shoot your shot and keep shooting your shot. Who cares how you look in someone else's eyes? It's pickleball. It's not like you're making the wrong move in World War III. This is a fact. You'll win some pickleball games and you'll lose some pickleball games. And that's never going to change. No one is perfect. Shoot your shot. Keep shooting your shot. No matter what point in the game it is, it's still the same shot. Don't let your mind make it otherwise. That's what you need to work on here. Not your backhand, your forehand, or your dinking prowess. You need to work on your mind. That's what's causing you to choke. It has zero to do with your physical game. Shoot your shot. Okay, so you and your partner are ahead 10-5 when all of a sudden your opponents come roaring back. Pretty soon they're at eight, then nine, and what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're starting to get tense because they're creeping on you. When it's 10-10, you're gripping your paddle like you want to strangle it. And all these dreadful thoughts of are ricocheting around your brain. Ultimately, you don't want to be the one who chokes. You don't want to let your partner down. I get that. And you begin to put undue pressure on yourself. And it manifests in your body tension and thusly your game. And the end result, you choke because you allowed yourself to get too worked up. Think about that. You choked because you allowed yourself to get too worked up. You allowed your mind to cast a major shadow over your potential. Sound familiar? So what the heck do you do? Again, as I have mentioned in most of my podcast, we first need to do what? We need to recognize the issue before we can unpack it and develop a solution. To me, the issue in this case, in addition to the fear of being embarrassed because you're not good enough in your own mind, is you're placing too much importance on winning and results and not enough importance on the overall process and flow of the match. When our minds are conditioned to place so much importance on winning at all costs, 
we have a tendency to let those minds run amok when the game is on the line. And yeah, we want to win so badly because we don't want to be embarrassed. Oh, no! So, instead of focusing on the point at hand, we're running through all the what-ifs in our brains as we play, and it's no wonder we're choking because we're allowing the chaos of the storm to dictate our play instead of responding from the eye of the hurricane or, you know, yo, Adrian, the eye of the tiger. Another reason choke happens is because we tend to make our matches about beating a particular player or team, or God forbid, losing to a particular player or team. In other words, the game becomes personal. How can you approach it differently? Again, tune into the process and drop out of being result-oriented. And that especially includes attaching a personal vendetta of any kind to your games. Your process, your game flow, is the only thing you have control over. And the only thing you should be in competition with is maximizing your own potential while not placing too much or any importance on specifically who you're playing. Yes, you should know the scouting report on whomever you play, but you should let go of any emotional attachments beyond that. Because if you're jacked up, feeling threatened by another, you're adding a whole other level of pressure to your game. It should also be pointed out that when your brain is working overtime, it will tire your physical body out much faster than if you learn to tap into the flow better. As an example, don't come into a match with, that Jack thinks he's so good, I'm gonna kick his ass, or that Jack is so good, there's no way I can beat him. Both cases are completely a waste of energy, especially because you probably just don't think this once. You ruminated on it, in the build-up to the match, and your opponent ends up haunting you well before you even step onto the court with them. So whenever you go down that road, when you're thinking about a match or an opponent, catch yourself doing that. Remember, recognize that moment and steer your brain somewhere else. From a personal standpoint, I'm a decent player, and other players definitely come after me on a regular basis. I see it in their eyes, and I read their body language. So instead of playing their best game and focusing on their potential, they're trying often too hard to kick my ass. And I use that in my favor because it empowers my confidence even further by just seeing how badly someone wants to beat me. So I smile, it relaxes me, and I play looser than them. All we can do on the court is play our best game Keep it within yourself. Respond from the eye of the hurricane. And don't create chaos or make waves where chaos doesn't need to be. That is a choice you have. You also have the choice to let go of all your ego-driven thoughts, especially when they have to do with others. You're going to max your potential, and that's it. There will be no chokes because you will learn not to think of it like that. There will only be the overall process and how you respond to that in any given moment with total trust and acceptance, even if it doesn't go the way you want it to. Remember how many games even Michael Jordan has lost? 
By the way, one of my new mantras when I make an unforced error is even Ben Johns makes mistakes. And he does. Oh, my God. He's human. We're human. Yes. Cut yourself some slack. <laughs> Back to my above question. What the heck do we do to prevent the choke? In order to help you focus more on the process, you do what we've already learned about in episodes one and two. You change the dialogue of the inner critic. Here's an example of how you can trick your critical mind into being more positive. Instead of thinking, oh no, we had those guys at 10-5 and now they tied us. I don't want to be the one to choke this. Change the dialogue to embrace the challenge. And no matter what the challenge is, embrace it and keep saying that to yourself. Remember, a mantra needs repetition for it to develop and stick. I have used this mantra for a while and it really helps me stay loose down the stretch and execute at my best. That's another key mantra for me. Stay loose. Stay loose and embrace the challenge. When you embrace the challenge, what you're doing is you're inviting the challenge in. You're not rejecting a challenge out of fear of its possible result. You losing. You're basically saying to yourself, isn't this an awesome place to be in? A competitive pickleball match with these three other humans? You're grateful and you're thinking, I wonder how this will turn out. By embracing the challenge, you change the fear-based mind into a curiosity-based mind. It will make a huge difference in how you play the clutch points. Learn to be curious, not afraid. Another trick you can employ when you get tight is called out-focus. And you do that, once again, at any time you feel negativity creeping into your thoughts. Instead, you put 110% of your attention on your opponents. You out-focus on them. You notice how they're standing, how, if they're breathing. You note how their court positioning is, their body language, and the angle of the paddle when they serve. It might help you anticipate where a serve is going to land. Be a detective with your out-focus, and it will serve to get you out of your in-focus. Who's on first? Learn to get caught up in the beauty of the overall game and be willing to learn from it if it doesn't go your way. See it all as a big canvas for you to create on with others. That's the overall picture to focus on, not the individual wins and losses. Get past wanting the results so badly to go in your favor, and those results will probably begin to surprise you. In other words, as you learn to focus and trust the overall process, you'll start to play more free, and your mind will release its grip on you, and guess what? You'll probably end up winning a lot by trying not to win. That's a Zen thing. Let's recap. Forget about embarrassment. Who cares what you look like in the eyes of others that only exists in your own mind? Focus on the overall process over individual game outcomes. Embrace the challenge. Don't resist it with your mind. Let it in. Let it swirl all around you and stay grounded in your moment-to-moment -moment play. In other words, take your eye off the finish line. It's not that important. What's most important in pickleball, as in life, is maximizing your own potential, getting out of your way, and letting the chips fall where they may with 110% acceptance. Shoot your shot. And remember, even Michael Jordan and Ben Johns miss shots. <laughs>